Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Bashinsky, and today we are very lucky to have a bunch of very special guests. First off, we have the Mike Pierce and Brad Maybury from NFG SEO. How are you doing, yeah. boys? Good. Yeah, real good. I need to mute myself. Everyone take a drink. I forgot to mute myself. So anyway, <laughs> we have Mike and Brad with us from NFG SEO. How are you doing? How are you doing today, guys? Doing well. Real good. We're glad to have you here. Brad, I have to check with you at the beginning of the show. How many fucks are given at this point in the show? None right now. None at none at this time. None at this time. Right. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check at the end. Yeah. And we have another special, special, special guest. Uh who knows these guys? His name is Jordan Pierce. What's up, everybody? So Jordan, Brad, and Mike, as I understand it, you guys run GMB Master Academy. Is that correct? That's correct. And I know you guys are sold out, but just to tantalize everyone something they can't have, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that's about? <laughs> yeah, so I've been in the industry for about 10 years, mainly targeting maps, uh, listings, um, optimization. Um, so Mike and I, we've known each other for almost a decade now, and it's something that he really kept bugging me about and saying, hey, we, we need to put this course out. So it's a course that we all actually had had put together um it walks you through a to z uh how to optimize your gmb all the way up to uh doing your on page and it does it step by step so it's a it's a full online course um and we just launched it what three weeks ago no two or three yeah something like yeah, that so yeah. and would you say it's more on the black hat side or is it's white hat no it's it's anyone who wants who wants to learn how to optimize. I would say probably the first few modules is, is white hat, and then as you kind of get later down, it starts to get into the more speed and black hat. So, right, and that makes sense in terms of a general progression, depending on the right. competition you're you're with. It's exactly right. why it's done that way. It's done on yeah. a trip to make sure people, you know, you if they do the process as you know as an SEO, sometimes you don't have to do everything, and you don't want to do everything on every campaign. So. Um, it's more about making sure that you know what you need to do at a minimum, and if that works, you can you know maintain, and if you're not, move on into the next layer. Yeah, we we've still got that webinar up too. If anyone wants to check it out, nfgseo.com. Yeah, yeah, it's got some. He dropped some bombs in there. So sure. Well, maybe at the end of the show, you can drop the webinar, so we'll make people wait. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make people right. wait to the end of the show for the webinar, and if you guys can share that, that'd be great. So great, guys. I'm, uh, it's fantastic. I'm very glad to have you guys on the show. And so uh, we're going to get to uh, more of your your local SEO stuff. And showing up late and tardy, as per usual, <laughs> is the casual, our Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler. Say hi there, Clint. Black Hat, do what I want. He was, he was, getting, he was getting his uh, his hat dry clean. So. No, was, I needed dry clean. Jesus. There <laughs> a black hat never is never late. A black hat appears exactly when he means to. <laughs> okay, so thanks for joining us, Clinton. Thanks for joining us, guys. So we're gonna get into the local SEO stuff. We're gonna be uh, today is gonna, another Q and A show, another site clinic show. So, folks, if you're watching live on YouTube, on the top right hand side, you'll see the chat feature. Ask us any kind of SEO question, especially local SEO. Today, we're gonna try and focus especially on local SEO, and ask us your questions and. Try to put some asterisks by the question just so I can see it with these giant Coke bottle glasses here. You see how blind I am? See, see that? It's pretty bad. But you need to put some asterisks beside it so I can see what the heck you're asking us. And I can know that for sure that's a question for us. So please ask us in the chat if you're watching live or ask us in the comments if it's after the show and you're asking afterwards. 
and uh, we'll get to your questions throughout the show. Before we do that, we're going to open up with the first segment, which we normally open up with, which is what is new in SEO today? And what's new in SEO today is, well, a little bit. So as I go over to uh, SEO Roundtable just to get what's new for, for White Hat SEO, uh, Google has been rolling out an, a, a core, a broad core update for the last few weeks. I really track this update for me personally on my test servers between April 16th and April uh, uh, 25th or 23rd, more or less. But uh, they, Barry claims they continue to roll it out, even though I haven't uh, tracked those changes afterwards. Uh, and also, so if you've been seeing changes around the mid-April, this could be this core update. And I've got some special news about that as well. Um, uh, of course, for those of you who don't know, we have a very powerful correlation software. And so we ran it to find out what it thought was the changes. And Google always says in these updates that you can't fix it. It's a core update. There's nothing for you to quote unquote fix. Well, as we know here on the show, there are a bunch of lying bastards. <laughs> this is the correlations we saw um, when we ran it uh, before and after from April 16th. This is what we saw that uh, it was all keyword based and this is up 172%. So that's not a, that's not a, that's not, that's not like a, just a correlation. That's like a, like a screaming raging fire correlation, right? Yeah. Up 172% keywords in the last hundred words uh, using HTTPS uh, keywords, 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 title as sale words, and then terms of service was up 50 points from last time as well. That so, makes me think of theme slash relevancy quite a bit is what that makes me think of. Exactly, exactly. So it's relevancy, uh, quality signals, like or do you have HTTPS? Uh, do you have a terms of service page? This That's from the last update we tracked. That was the month before. So that was very interesting. And again, you know, whenever Google says you can't fix it, they're lying. You can normally fix it. Uh, uh, even if it's a quality update, you can fix it. You can make your quality better. You can't make them change their 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 numbers. Like if they're like, okay, if 1.5% of your users or whatever the, the percentage is doesn't like you and then you get Panda, uh, you know, you can't make them change that percentage, but you can make your site better. <laughs> so you can always fix it. It's what, it's what I'm here to say is you can always fix it. And last but not least, what else is new in YAD SEO is that uh, they are expanding their mobile-first indexing, uh, over, uh, well, at least according to Barry Schwartz, they're going to be uh, in the next few weeks. And again, their mobile-first indexing is uh, a blended index. It's the new way they're doing the indexing, whereas if you have a responsive design, if you have a mobile design that is adequate to be indexed, they're going to index that instead of your desktop version because most of their users are on mobile, so it saves them some time slash money. And when you're talking about the database size of Google, it probably saves them quite a a few million bucks, probably save them millions of dollars actually at this point. But that doesn't mean you have to go crazy. Um, uh, if you still have a desktop site, they claim there will be no ranking demotion and they claim that that the, the mobile will blend perfectly. It's blended with mobile and desktop depending on who has what ready to go. So what do you guys think about that? Do you, do you believe that Google's telling the truth there's gonna be no ranking demotions for a, a crappy mobile uh, or no, mo no, no mobile design? I think it's, you know, if there's a crappy design, you're going to have issues with other things that are going to cause problems, whether yeah, it's going to get a mess with bounce back, yeah, yeah. mess with engagement, everything. Yeah. You know? So you think it'll be an indirect problem? Yeah, I do. I, I think it all at the very least. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. Uh, I mean, I've been I've been the one in the in the wilds for the last five years saying quality, quality, user clicks. And, and everyone thought it was crazy. And now everyone is pretty much turned to that way of thinking. 
And I'm like, I was there first. Damn it. Everyone watches your, your podcast. So, yeah. I was testing with you years and years ago, too. And yes. So I will yes, vouch for that. You have been there for years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you're another early adopter, and we've been talking about this stuff for a long time. So, but yeah, um, even though Google still denies that they use user clicks, uh, you know, we have plenty of uh, experiments to prove that they do. Well, one thing that's important to understand is when uh, Mueller says, no, we don't use analytics uh, for um, ranking, uh, that can just mean the product. That doesn't mean that they're not using all the other ways they can see your traffic uh, to move that around and, and ranking based on it. He's not lying. It's just clever play on words, right? <laughs> exactly. And that's public relations, right? And that's exactly why he says it that way. Exactly. And you know they're using it because he says it that way, right? He's careful to say it that way every time. So that's what's new in white hat SEO. What's new in the black hat world, if anything, guys? You guys still having problem with indexing and things like that? Um, there was a, a suite for anyone doing mass traffic. That's kind of on more of the black hat side. There was a suite, but I'm kind of, you know, it's, you know, double-edged sword because, you know, we, we did have some sites go down, but uh, we're quick enough to rebuild them. Um, so now there's just no competition. <laughs> so we just build it back up and we have more traffic than we did before. So it's good. Um, right. So anyone, anyone that has systems in place, that's why you have systems in place, yeah. you know, to just get quicker. Yeah. The, I, I heard someone say, and I can't remember who said it, but uh, maybe I thought it up. I can't remember, but there is no black hat, but, it, but industrial strength black hat. Yeah. It's exactly. It, it absolutely, like Brad said, it's all about systemization and being able to move fast. But um, it definitely the time frames are interesting because they did correlate correlate with the time frames for some of the relevancy and the core stuff going on. But there was an actual sweep um, that seemed to target certain markets a little bit more than others. Um, so I think there's a little bit of a core update mixed in with the sweep there as well. But um, and it's it's pretty cool too what they're doing um, now on their. Uh, Instead of completely de-indexing, they just filter the shit out of it. Um, so you can't really run Scrapebox that easily and tell, yeah. okay, this this one I'll clear out. This one, you know, they make you guess more. So it's fun. Yes, I've noticed. And uh, they have all different kinds of uh, classifications for their filtering. Yeah. If you check the new Search Console, have you guys looked into the indexing component for that? It, it's, uh, yeah. Hopefully Google's not listening because it's a little too uh, open and telling us exactly like they have different classifications. They have uh, discovered, not crawled, crawled, not indexed. Mm -hmm. You know, indexed but didn't choose your canonical. Chose your canonical, but we like this different canonical. You know, there's all these different classifications, and uh, when you check the uh, those results, do a site colon search or do an info colon query in Google. It's uh, the difference between, they, they say, no records came up, the standard, we didn't find this, which you're looking for, and a blank screen. Mm -hmm. So that's their little hint, right, to say, okay, no, we've just, so, and there's two different classifications, discovered and crawled, but not indexed. So I asked Paul Haar uh, on, on Twitter, a Google engineer, and he hasn't unfortunately responded. So I'm like, he usually responds to my tweets within 10 minutes or so. Ah, so I'm like... Close. You're too close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I'm too close to something interesting there, especially what's going on with this new indexing. So uh, I recently uh, acquired, cough, cough, acquired a bunch of guest blog posts recently through my wonderful content that they just organically sent to me. That's awesome. And I had happens. to make sure that my acquired links were indexed. You know, think about that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we came up with the same. I finally have now run into the same kind of problems. I hadn't had any problems up until now. 
And, and now I saw some of the pages that were not getting indexed. And I, I can see now a black and white difference between upstanding blog, clearly has a readership, real people, real, real writers, versus some hacked edu page on some academic server way in the back room somewhere. And that's and it was crappy kind of design and looks like looks like yeah. shit. That's what's not getting indexed, at least for me in my case. I'm like, okay, I can see a qualitative difference between what they're filtering and what they're not filtering. So I think it has to do with with quality in the in the thin content slash spammy content slash uh, duplicative content kind of area. Yeah, and it's it's not only just on the site; it's on the site linking. It's 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 on both sides of the edge and the link, basically. And you know the updates that. Recently, they did an update to the link graph uh, patent that, you know, the page rate stuff. So really, realistically, um, it comes down to, it really does come down to what we always call like triple T or art or whatever. Um, it comes down to having that, that that theme and that traffic and that engagement on both both sides of the, uh, of the uh, city, we'll call it, you know, the link, basically. You want it everywhere. I mean, you want there to be interaction everywhere, all around your, your entity, essentially, is what it comes down to. I, I even go so far as to the point that I'll really try and make sure the site has the same theme, yep. not just the page has the same theme to, to the LinkedIn page. Always, yeah, as, as much as you can, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I, know, I know you guys have mentioned that on the show before. For anyone who didn't understand what Mike just said there, you guys have a philosophy about uh, theme or the semantic content relating to, from the backlink page to the, to the, to the target page. And the backlinks, uh, backlinks, you know. And the backlinks to the backlinks, yeah. yeah. Uh, traffic going through some portion of that, if not all of that, and um, uh, that is that. That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah traffic traffic on, theme. on it, even on the pages, not necessarily through the through the links, but the pages need to be performing. You know, um, and that's why we do everything the way we do is to make sure we get as much of that as possible on everything that we push onto the web. You know. So I had a I had a question for you guys then. So again, when you're acquiring when you're acquiring links organically, mm -hmm. and you happen to Doing notice outreach, yeah, <laughs> yes, and you happen to notice that a site might have a really good trust rank or trust flow score from say Majestic, but this new article they made might might or might not like this new article is made. Is no that one a brand new article? No one might have clicked on the link. Yeah. Right. Do yeah. would you still uh, consider that a good uh, candidate for linking? Or, or do you think you really need the traffic through that link directly to your page? It's a third tier link for me. I have, I, you know, I kind of classify the links in different tiers of quality. And a new page on an existing site with relevant traffic is is a, is a pretty quality link, but it's also not as good as getting a link on an existing page that has traffic or um, getting a link on even stronger signals and, when it comes to Google. And if it's a brand new page, it, 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 there's going to be some type of catch up eventually yeah so, you know it could be a brand new page that just hasn't caught on yet so you get a brand new page or a link from a brand new page um that might even like in a traditional blog role it might have a link from the home page for a little bit so it'll pass juice that way right. um, and then it's gonna gain traction so you might not see the immediate effect but it'll it'll come back yeah later. and google as, as i mean we can thank Rand fishkin actually for doing these experiments moz did some experiments to show that uh, the ghost links, the, the the memory of Google is very long in giving you link juice, even though the link's been deleted for months. Mm -hmm. Yep, ghosting is a really big thing. And that's what talks about uh, clients. You know, when you when you do your undoing of your outreach, you know, whatever the opposite <laughs> of outreach, in reach. Right. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, they don't drop. Uh, traditionally, they don't drop right away. 
Right. Yeah. A few months later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I don't, I don't do the, 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 uh, I, I don't build the three Oh ones and I don't, uh, unless I intend to for link router purposes. Uh, and I never, I never, um, I always myself pulling the link juice, but other people do do that. Yeah. And the only time anyone should ever even think about something like that is someone breaking contract and, and really been horrible. A pain in the ass client is what he's trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all my clients are lovely, so I, I yeah. have no I'm idea. Ours too, currently. Yeah, we've had them in the past. <laughs> all well, my yeah. clients listening to this are lovely. No, they're all lovely. They're all they're all nice people. Sometimes you get into disagreements, of course. But Before okay. we go too far off the, the rails, Jordan, you're, you're a resident Google Maps expert. So how is Triple T applied to Maps? Can we use those same concepts to Maps? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I have a little bit different terminology that I use. It's called TLC, which is traffic links and content, which is very similar to what Mike and Brad have. Um, I always think of my listing as being my money site. So I'm always trying to put out as much content as I can. And there's multiple ways that you can do that, um, which if anyone was on the webinar, I had a big training about reviews. And that is actually one of the ways to build that content out. Um, also, too, now, right? And also, too, posts. Posts uh, came out a few months ago. And because you, you can add videos to those now, or they're talking about it or something. They're they're talking about. It. I don't think it's yeah. officially. It might okay. be out for some categories, but it's not out for all of them. Uh, but that is something that they're trying to push for. But again, it, it's going back to getting content out there. You know, there's reasons why Google has certain features on their listings. Um, so when you write a post, you have the ability to actually share that on Facebook and any other platform that you can. Um, also too, they just recently added the descriptions um, into the listing as well. Um, so again, that goes out to getting as much content from your listing as you can. Is so still there with the descriptions right now, just because we're talking about it. And if it is, we just let them know. Is, is the bug still there with the descriptions? It is. It's something that they're fixing. So the with the descriptions, there's a, there's a bug right now where if you're writing the full description, they give you I think a hundred uh, seven hundred and fifty characters. Um, for some people that are writing large amounts, it's actually flagging their listing. Um, it's not happening to all categories, but quite a few service type industries. That's when I'm seeing it the most. So like your plumbers, electricians, things like that. So be short and sweet for now, right? What's that? Short and sweet for now. Yes. Yes. And actually I, I would write, if anyone's watching this, I don't recommend making any edits to your listing at all during this time. Um, because it, you do run a, a risk of getting it flagged. Yeah, I, I got a couple flags of, of that recently within the time period, so I will right. second that. Yep. Well, then uh, it's a perfect segue then to get right into the local SEO questions. So, so folks, let's go to the chat. Let's go uh, do some local SEO questions. I know Gabriel, you had a question in the chat. If you want to unmute yourself, and you're a handsome fellow, why don't you turn on your 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 camera too, if you like? Unless your your daughter's dancing, doing daughter, something. Daughter, wife, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I just put her to bed. Uh, but yeah, so I, I do have a question. Uh, so what's a good price point for uh, local SEO services? Because I've heard some people do like, you know, they say a thousand and then some people say three thousand. But I feel like, you know, international SEO or national SEO is a little bit more work than local SEO. So 
Uh, what what is what's uh, the range out there? We, we, we not, not necessarily. If you go to an area like New York City, you're going to be you're going to be putting a lot of time in that. Yeah, in certain uh, niches too, like yes. lawyers traditionally are lawyers, can be more difficult. Yeah, if they yeah. got more money to spend than they do. But, but if you're going after something like lawn care in a city that has like thirty thousand people and there's you know five other companies there, it's going to be a lot easier, and that price point is going to go down. So uh, that's that's something you have to really. Consider. What's your range, Jordan? Just on on average. Uh, it ranges anywhere between five hundred to three thousand, and yeah. the, the three thousand would be like Miami, New York, LA. And if you're doing multiple locations too, that's yeah. another way to get the. You could do um, a price point per location. Like the highest right. I've ever had um, was like I think it was like six grand for a lawyer. That is three locations, and right. we were pushing them for three separate terms. So, um, so it's essentially nine different keyword sets. So. You also got that position yourself. Do you remember there's all these Indians and Filipinos and everything, and they're offering two ninety nine SEO, and then then those they're the that's what I outsource too, Clint. Well, yeah, there's some times right. in the states that do that too, and it's really <laughs> at the end of the day they're ripping off people. Yes, they are. You yeah. can't you can't even make your bottom line charging that much so yeah. I always, my my minimum is 800 my average for local like plumbers and all that stuff is 1500 and then we have clients that are going up at five grand so you just kind of have to just play around with that do your numbers do your tools figure out what you you know it's going to cost you to fulfill the right way and be like 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 clint was saying is I, I, we have clients at 750 for local, then we have clients at 10,000 plus for local. But those are very, very different campaigns, right? So it's really hard to just, it, that's why I tell people stay away from package-based SEO as, as Clint's kind of getting at. It really depends on the business that comes to you and knowing your costs, knowing what it's gonna cost you to get done, get this stuff done in certain, um, markets at certain difficulty levels is really important because then you can efficiently quote and, and get the right contract and the right line items to them so that you are you're you're maximizing your revenue while producing for the client so i think it, the the first point is knowing what it's going to cost you to actually do the campaign and i, I tack on a awesome. pain in the ass Thanks. too i think they're going to be a pain in the ass i, I charge more oh yeah definitely I, I overbid just in case they might say yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I the question was a good question. Awesome. Just go ahead and chime in. Uh, so let's go to the chat here. Uh, DM Zane says, Blue Bay Towing would love your guys' thoughts on this site. It's a great example for local SEO. So bluebaytowing.com. Let me share my screen here. I've got it. Got it going here. Uh, Blue Bay Towing. This is their listing here. This is their, their search listing. Here's their uh, their local listing here. Uh, you local guys, what do you what do you think about this? What what uh, what what pops out at you? Well, right now, right off this back, you get to see some of the stuff that Jordan was talking about. The the posts he's leveraging. They're leveraging that. Um, looks like they have their entity set up pretty well because that knowledge graph's popping. Yeah. <clears throat> What city is that in? Oakland, Oaktown. Oh, my my home state. Cool. And you can see some of the stuff on those reviews too that we're gone over in the um, webinar. That one that's up there for free, so definitely worthwhile watching. I think. 
Um, yeah, I would definitely take a look at the webinar because you're going to be able to see um, some things that you can do in the reviews that are going to really help you target some of those long-tailed and with very little work. Um, can you train your, train your uh, clients to do their own SEO? Yes. Uh, I see. I do see the post. Posts are good. Um, Verification required. Yeah. Verification. <laughs> Can you guys give us a little hint about uh, the posts or about the uh, about the comments? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them if you want. Yeah. I, I, if, if you look at, um, I, especially if we have a query that they're ringing for, but I want to do that to anybody. But um, just notice uh, over there in that, that panel box, uh, in those reviews, you, you see certain things highlighted, right? I'm trying to get back to your screen. Scroll down, scroll down to the bottom. My screen? Yeah. yeah. You scroll down to those reviews and stuff. You start to see, as you're doing different queries, you're going to want to pay attention to what Google is showing you um, on these reviews, essentially. And maybe what they have bolded? Yes. Mm hmm. hmm. How did I guess that? Because <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Just like Core is pulling that relevancy for out of the search, the organic search results, now Google's giving you hints inside of the reviews. And in the webinar, Je uh, Jordan goes over how to leverage that a little bit more. And just is there a different way to say towing? I'm just looking at the site, and it's like towing, 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 towing. So it may be towing truck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it, go on if you go on the site and just do a control F for towing. Like it come, it's a shit ton. So yeah, um, yeah. I would I would cut that down a little bit. Yeah. And that's, and, that's uh, like you, an SEO shit ton. Actually, you, shit should, ton, you, yeah. should, you should cut it down a lot. A lot. A metric, a metric shit ton is what way, Jordan. Way too much. Well, it depends yeah, if so, we're in Canadian or, or in, in American, but we're okay. this is an American site, so we have to keep it we have to keep it imperial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so everyone understands, you know. <laughs> exactly. Until right. they talk in Blue Bay. Yeah. Um, but you know, like like looking at the title. Towing uh, Richmond CA, Blue Bay Towing, uh, Towing Richmond CA is there again. I would even mix in California. Um, it, yeah, I would cut down on towing quite a bit. Yeah. It's a little keyword stuffed, a yeah. little overstuffed, yeah. A little overstuffed, just like Mike. Yeah, for, for something yeah. easy, use Kyle's tool. Yeah. It, it's going to help you a lot. Uh, yeah, I was, that's what I was going to ask if you guys are familiar with Kyle's tool, because I've yeah. been using that for huge successes. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah, we. Uh, if you uh, and for those who are listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's Page Optimizer Pro, and use the coupon code Josh Five for five free credits. I'll write that down. That's yeah. capital Page. J Josh Five for five free credits. Uh, Page Optimizer dot Pro. Yeah, great, great stuff, great stuff. He was in beta for a while, and he took it out of beta, and we're all like, oh, damn it! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I kept it quiet for a long time. Okay, so there we go. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, local roadmap. As I'm taking on more clients, I'm trying to write a roadmap, a step-by-step -step process to ranking with a view to outsource to VA. Uh, cool. Um, I, I don't know. Do you guys give a local roadmap like that to your clients? To my clients? Is that what it says? Yeah. I think what he's doing is he's, he's talking more. This is my SOP, and I want you to do this on this month and that on that month. And 
you know, like that works. It makes it easy for you to, to scale and get multiple clients. So at some point you're going to have to step in though on each one of those and make some unique changes. Yeah. It's a good start. Most people don't even have an SOP. Yeah. You've got to have some type of roadmap. Like month one, I'm going to look at like, uh, do they have any bad links? Is shit going wrong? Are they over-optimized? Stuff like that. I take care of the on-page. I build out the entity. Um, then month two and three, I, I'll start, you know, building link or uh, hopefully my content will get links at that point. Um, that would be that awesome. Yeah. Yeah. On a local towing site, I'm like, everyone's going to want to share this shit. You know? so, um, so, yeah, I mean, I give them kind of, you know, an outline of what I do. I don't use a lot of specifics, like a, a ton of specifics, like on day 29, I'm going to do this day, you know, 37, I'm going to do this, but yeah, I'll have a, general SOP, like Clint said. And I, I agree from, I mean, and again, coming from the white hat perspective, I, I do almost the exact same thing. You have to, you have to audit what you have first to see if there's any glaring technical problems, because you could be six months in trying to rank it and oops, this was roboted out. You know, of course it's never going to rank, right? So yeah. you gotta do an audit first and here I'll show you, uh, I've been showing this a lot and, and people are going to, Clint will probably get angry, <laughs> but I'll show you this. This guy, the graph I'm about to show you, this guy swore to me that everything was fine with his site and he didn't need an audit. And we did an audit and boom, that happened. <laughs> I've seen it like that overnight too. It is, it's always when they don't need one, right? Right, yeah, yeah he, didn't, he didn't need an audit and then bang, that happened. And so yeah. I apologize for anyone who's heard that from me before, but it just, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> you know, clients will swear to you, I don't need the audit, just an extra cost, you know. You gotta check the, the stuff first. You gotta check the, the technical, you gotta check the on-page, you gotta check all that stuff. To make sure it's set right, and then you can do more on-page optimizations and off-page. I would stuff. even say, for the sake of saving money for yourself, even if you didn't sell an audit, at least do a quick one so you're sure that the major stuff is not. There's no issue. If not, you're going to be dropping your link budget. You're just going to be wasting money if you don't do it. Even yeah, so a basic tech crawl, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just just do a simple tech crawl and, and make sure that you're not building on a broke foundation. Because if you are, I've seen it way too many times. People like. I've just been doing throwing everything at it and it's not moving. It always is a technical issue in that case. You know? And, and a, a step further too, I've had people say I've I've thrown fifty PBN links at this and it's not ranking. I'm like, well, the site's fucked, you know. But um, <laughs> then I look at it, it's like what one home page with not that much content, then a contact page that's just a form, then maybe a, another page. I'm like, yeah, add some more shit to it, you know. I don't understand why my. My general PBNs aren't ranking this. Why is it not ranking? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially speed. I mean, I've done some experiments lately in a single variable environment to prove that paint time is a ranking factor. And we added, we went and we added a bunch of CSS from Walmart. We just global, just global uh, link to it from Walmart. And yeah. we, we, we increased the uh, the uh, speed of this page to like eight seconds, and suddenly it tanked in the rankings. And we removed it, and then it slowly came back. So we know for a fact that, uh, that in a single variable environment where I control all the uh, all the all the pages and everything going on. So I mean, we know for a fact that speed is an issue. And so I can throw any as many links and on page as I want, and things will get better. But it's only going to get better to a certain extent. We're going to be stuck on page two or three. If you're stuck on page two or three, you need to do a whole audit to see what's going on because you missed something. There's a reason why it should be should be on on page one. Those filters are insidious because you can launch a new site, not know what you're doing, and, and think you're doing a good job, but you're only getting 20% of what you could be getting because you uh, you did everything wrong in your filter. You know, so it's it's really important. It needs to be beat into everyone's heads to, to make sure that they look at it every single time. You know? Right, and it just so happens I've got a special on right now for audits. Just just saying, you know, if anyone wanted an audit, it's SEO miss right now. I'm just throwing it out there. 
That's how I, I have a question actually for Jordan. Jordan, um, I've long been a believer that um, local pages, it for me, it's really a conversion game. And I'm not, I don't like blogs. I mean, maybe you do. So maybe, maybe we'll have some disagreement here. That's perfectly fine. But I don't like blogs for local sites too much. I try to make them a conversion based site to get the person to get request a quote as quickly as possible. I'll do the on-page SEO as well, of course, with Kyle's tool that needs to be done. But for me, it's really a request a quote for a service as quickly as possible kind of thing for me. And I looked on the uh, Blue Bay Towing there. I noticed the, the site looked a little bit old and was, was, was a little bit uh, dated. What is your, I'm, I'm curious to what your opinion is about how fresh and how new the design needs to be and how much you have to stress conversions versus like, uh, old school kind of blog information page rankings. Yeah, so I don't use blogs on my local um, unless it's something that I know is going to build traffic and I know it's good content. Right. But for me, I care about a phone call. That's all I care about. Someone comes to my site and calls me. That's that's the most important thing. Um, even going looking at blue page towing, um, I've done a lot of studies. Using red is not good on any site. Really. Yes. Um, if you're going to be using blue, use colors like orange. Yeah. Um, so that for me, I care about what converts in my phone call. Even when I create maps, I care about the phone call. And yeah, I, there's things that I need to do to get that ranking, including my website. But for me, it's whatever's going to convert and gets my eye to a phone number as quick as possible. And, and to keep in mind also, if you are going to be blogging because you know you can pull traffic, it's relevant, you're really going to need to focus on conversion on the blog page. Yeah. It's going to be you know useless traffic. If it's coming in, it's not actually making that call or, filling a, or doing its conversion action, just really have to focus on conversion on those blog pages. Yeah. You've yeah. got to have your CTA somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, I, and I, I've even done that with an attorney. He actually wanted to create a blog and he targeted the Philadelphia basketball team, created a blog, put an ad on Facebook, but he had some type of conversion when someone went to that page. So it was a phone number or a link to, to fill out a form. It was something that was going to convert that. It's not just content. If I'm going to create a blog, I better have a phone number or an email or some way to, to, to reach out to me. And even with national, I mean, if you're just blogging for the sake of blogging and pulling traffic and not turning that into revenue, you can find yourself in a site that is making six figures a month but losing money, depending on if it's staffed or not. I've seen it. You yeah. know, I've seen wonderful sites that are losing money month after month because they didn't take into consideration the revenue streams. They went with one revenue stream versus three or four they could have used that would have made a, a non-profitable site profitable. So, I mean, whenever you're pulling traffic, you really ultimately should be thinking about how is that going to make the site money? How is that going to make it? Yeah. And, and is, is this a hobby or is this a moneymaker? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, li I like that. I agree completely. I like I like Jordan because he's agreeing with everything I say so far. So, <laughs> Jordan, you're welcome back on the show. What are you <laughs> you can also disagree if you want. It, it, it is supposed to be kind of a, a friendly debate show, so that, that's perfectly fine. Well, technically, he didn't really agree with you because your stance is that they shouldn't have blogs whatsoever, and his stance is... You know, don't just have a blog to have a blog. If you're going to have a blog, have a plan. So exactly. Oh, now, now <laughs> that's it. Damn it! Where's the block button? Where's where's the, where's the punt button on this thing? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so Puck Nabours asks: Does click to expand text have a negative effect on ranking? So do tabs uh, that uh, open up a display have a negative effect on ranking? 
I know what my opinion is. My opinion is no, not if anymore. If you get the textbook Google answer, they just want you to make sure that the data is on the mobile version too, so that it's visible on your mobile version as well as your desktop. Um, but I, when I use it, it's for reasons to get more traffic, and that usually works out in my favor. So I would say no, it's not negative uh, by default. Um, it can be helpful. I'll check if SIA has ever tested it, and uh, Ted looks like he wants to weigh in with a core answer. SIA, yeah. we'll we'll have more data with Cora three nine and four, which can actually look at, at the rendered HTML and and those correlations. Ooh. So we don't have strong evidence for it, but uh, the logical sense is that with Google moving to mobile, it's absolutely required in mobile user interfaces. So if they punished it, they'd be punishing mobile. Yeah, I don't think that SIA or I have ever done a test on that, but because Google has been pretty transparent lately saying, no, it's not a problem. Uh, yeah, SIA tested it. No, yeah, they did. There was a big thing going around. No, they don't work. Don't do it. They're going to punish you. And Kyle's like bullshit and tested it. So tabs and carousels. Right. Whatever way you want to redisplay that content, it all works. Accordions, it's all counted. Yeah, and it was ranking for words that were even hidden, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. No, that's my point when I said it's beneficial, not negative, is that it can allow you to have a nice looking conversion driven page and get more information onto the page as well. So yeah, I go ahead and use it. Implementing it. So if I have a big old long piece of content, I just use tabs and break it up. It just makes it easier and easier. <clears throat> Definitely. Okay, cool. Amit Singh, he has an interesting name, Amit. It sounds very much like Amit Singh All, who used to run Google or the, the search part of Google. So it might be Amit Singh all, so be careful what you say. Amit Singh says, my client has business in three different cities and it's been registered on Google, my business with three different business names. My question is, can I use one website for those three different business pages? Uh, so three different brands are using one site? Uh, let me read it again. Uh, three businesses in three different cities uh, with three different Google, different business names. Uh, can you use one website for those three different business pages? If they're different businesses, I wouldn't. Please. I wouldn't. You can, but you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah, it's if unless if you're if they're locations, it's one thing, but different businesses. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought I thought he was talking about locations. Yeah, well, if if it depends if it's like a legion and you're using a city keyword modifier as your business name, then. Yes, but you do run a risk. Um, if you're doing it for client work, don't ever do that. Yeah. You always use a brand name. You're always gonna, you're going to cripple the entities for all. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so okay, I agree entirely. Um, but if it's so, if it's one business and three different locations, that's fine. Yes. Yeah. But if it's three different businesses, like a chiropractor, uh, a, a, a garage, and a and a grocery store on one no. website no that doesn't make any sense at all no no that that would basically be like using yelp or some type of directory as your url for each location and they do not like that right okay well thank you very much boys ty lopez asks does anybody have any insight about google moving maps to a new paid platform ties on here so it's called uh, yes and no. It's called Google Guarantee. I think you touched a little bit of it last week. Well, yeah. I think 
This is a different one. So, is this for like are they going to be paid for just GMB listings? I no, don't think the, Google announced their API. They're going to start charging for their API. So if you have a plugin, or if you're a developer, you got a mobile app that pulls a map yeah. out of Google using the API, you're going to get charged for it. We, That's the only thing. Yeah, there's it's not you're not getting charged for your GMB listing itself. No. You're getting charged using their API. And that's yeah. already that's already in effect, if I'm not mistaken. They already they already are charging for it, aren't they? Yeah, they were charging uh, for it before if you pulled so much and now they're just yeah. making sure that Yeah, exactly. You, you used to be able to get it for free without right. your billing info. So they weren't even yeah. and now they just they just came to the times and realized they were losing a lot of money that way. So Yep. Ted uh, Ted Kobitis said in the chat, give us a Clint looks bored hashtag if you think Clint looks bored. <laughs> <laughs> Clint looks bored. We need a whole bunch of hashtags. Josh looks drunk. Clint looks bored. You know, Ted the skeleton, the, 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 the deer skull is exactly moving. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Is, he, is he wearing that shirt because he's feeling blue or just because he likes blue? <laughs> exactly. Because it matches on Because it's the first shirt I grabbed on the way out of the <laughs> Exactly. I have to do this goddamn show again. Ah, I grabbed the shirt. Okay, Ty Lopez asks, uh, oh, he did ask that. Ty Lopez already asked that, and I already said it. BD Bubble, Beauty Bubble, <laughs> Beauty Bubble says, are you guys seeing any changes in search with all the podcasting widgets placed on pages? That's a promotion technique. doesn't really affect SEO one way or another. And I've done podcasts, uh, SoundClouds, videos, all that stuff, so... You can use that podcast to just draw more audience. Darren Marion says Clint looks beat up. I don't think Clint looks beat up. Clint, do you have a black eye? Did you get in a fight? Probably the shadows. Ah, uh, it's just the shadows. Yeah, I you, see the other guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you should see the other guy. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to see that. that. That would not be not be pretty. Uh, the magnet says once you achieve good local rankings, is it possible to then target national rankings? Or will Google continue to categorize your site as a local site? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> mobile first has changed a hell of a lot. Is how I will answer that. And and there's a lot of uh, testing people can do. Um, when yes and no. I'll say that. Once yeah. again, that's what I would say. Jordan and I are, are, are totally synced. We're like blood brothers here. <laughs> I have actually seen that where... Local sites have a blog, uh, which we've, we've already gone over, I, I detest. And the blog is ranking very well locally, uh, globally rather, and getting a lot of rankings, not making any sales for them whatsoever or doing anything for the local site really, except for maybe some PA, I, I suppose. But, um, but, but so yeah, the answer is yeah, it can. Uh, is that good for a business strategy? Who knows? Uh, but, but it is, I have seen it is possible, but, but yeah, once they think your entity is local based, your 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 I think it's fair to say you guys let me know if you disagree. Your rankings are going to skew a little bit to the local. Yes. Yeah, depending on the keyword. If Google has chosen that that keyword needs local results, and then it's going to be right. local keywords. So. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to do your keyword research and make out your content calendar right, and you'll be all right. At what point would you make it two different sites? I think if I was changing the nature of the business completely. So if I was. You know, I was a local thing, and then I decided I want to rank some national, and I got some traffic. I was making some money. Let's be an e-com now. That's when I'd probably go. Let's. Yeah, yeah I'd let the money dictate because you know if you can get on the 
the top of uh, Google, you know, get the page one once, why not do it twice? Why not do it four times? Yeah. And just get that increased exposure if you can. And if you can afford to run two sites at once, you have some extra risk protection that if one site gets hit, the other one hopefully would be fine. For sure. Uh, Easy Tutorial 101 asks, are these monthly fees, I guess the ones that we mentioned earlier, for local, the 500 and up? Yep. Um, some, yeah. So, so yeah. as it turns out, another odd thing, Jordan and I charge almost the exact same amount. I charge 500 to 3000, usually around there, sometimes a bit more, very rarely less. Um, and so it depends on who you're asking, uh, Clint, who is, uh, who has a fancy black hat and, and has higher fees. It said, he said around 1500 or not. Uh, uh, so it all depends on who, who you're going to, but at the end of the day, you, you get what you pay for. So. I keep telling clients who want to pay me 500 bucks a month, that means you get five hours of my, my grunt workers' time. You know, if I build them out 100 bucks an hour, you're getting five hours of time. They can only do so many pages during that. And I'm sure it works the same. Gabriel was asking this earlier as well. So you have to do the math. I, I break it down per hour because I come from a consulting world where everything is billed per hour. So I bill out at, at X, they bill out at Y. And if you're at five, a smaller, $500 a month is a smaller budget as far as I'm concerned for SEO. For, for most markets. Yeah, it's so, tiny. At 500 a month, I'm building the initial content. They're maybe getting some links, doing some entity stuff, and then I'm not touching it in month, like three plus for a while. I'll see how long they keep paying me. Well, exactly, yeah, and, yeah. and everything, and everything if, if they're paying uh, X per month, you're doing the work over the whole month as well. It's not done, you know, it's not like you're gonna get a worker at $500 a month every day for eight hours doing stuff. Right. right. Yeah, and for those fifteen hundred dollar clients, I take too. If it's going to cost me a lot of money to rank for it, then well, you're going to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month, but it's also going to take you six, eight, ten months to rank because it's you know your keywords are <laughs> right. Expectation management is really key uh, with client work. I mean, it, it just comes down to the fact that uh, clear communication and making sure they understand what's going to happen. Um, you know, I see people try to sell stuff, you know, with bait and switch and. That's never going to make anything long term. Um, you know, half the SEO firms, if not, not not more of them out there, are literally just project management firms where they take on a client, they know what their churn is, and they just manage that client for six months and make sure they replace it with two more clients in that six month period, mm -hmm. and they don't care what happens to the business. And so, if you start getting to these lower price points and packages, that's kind of what you start getting into. So, yes, the the question was, is it monthly? Yes, these are monthly fees because uh, you never know in a month you might be needing to do something. So that's what it comes back to knowing what your costs are for everything and making sure you have enough budget to make profit and to fulfill for the client to make sure that they make profit as well. Yeah. Um, and I would say the more that you can embed yourself into their business, the pricing point isn't going to be a factor. Now it's going to be, it's, let's, let's, let's do this. I think the more you care about their business and embed yourself into their learn about their company, you know, spend a couple of weeks learning what their ROI is, learning mm -hmm. what products and services they do, then pricing isn't a factor at that point. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I agree completely. It's everything. Like any any client I have that's at a thousand dollars a month, I mean that's advisory only. And there's an upfront expectation that I will advise them on their marketing plan, but they have to execute it. Um, and as long as you manage that expectation, that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, 
Definitely for sure. Uh, it all depends on on if if you're the ex the experts billing out their time or the grunt workers billing out their time and how the packages work. So it really and it depends on what they can pay, what they want to pay, what you want to make. It, there's so there's like a million different factors you can put into it. Uh, Louis Hidalgo asks any tips on how I can leverage something like Restaurant Depot, which is like two doors down my branding business. I, I don't even know I understand the question. So you, so Louis is asking us, do we have any tips on how he can leverage something like a restaurant depot? A, what is restaurant depot? Is this a thing in the States? Well, well it's probably a big brand or a popular restaurant or whatever next to his business. Yeah. I would probably think about doing PPC. You know, hey, while you're at the depot, come stop by here later after you're done or whatever because we're oh, just yeah. down. Uh, social, you can do that kind of the same way. Go over to the restaurant depot and start networking with the owners and do joint promotions. Uh, and yeah, then, that's what and, I first thought. Like you need to do this physically. Yeah, and you know, SEO wise, you, you know, people. If there's a lot of people looking for that, then do a piece, do a blog piece on how to, directions to get from there to here. So now your brand's there, and oh, those are the people that gave us the directions, that kind of thing. So. You know, you can play off of it and their popularity a little bit. It's really interesting. We're getting a lot of um, SEO, people who want to become SEOs kind of questions for some reason. I don't, I'm not really sure why, but Digital Exhale asks, when just starting out, is there a recommendation for a trial run at reduced fee? So yes. without having proof, no. how can no. you no. get the attention no. for small businesses? It's a waste of time. SEO. Yeah, please okay. don't do it. We've yeah. done so many funnel testings. We've done, you know, Free SEO to page one, or you know, free SEO to a new ranking keyword, uh, reduced trials. It, it just, it just doesn't. It attracts out. the wrong kind of clients too. Exactly. It's gonna, they're gonna be a huge pain in the ass. The only reason that they submitted your form is because they want something for free. And then when you hit page one, all right, time to pay. Well, we want to be top five. Fuck you, you know. And on, you on can write one. paper for it, but it just does not work out to get creative with that kind of stuff. It doesn't test out. And uh, Ken C asks a similar question. Uh, I left my in-house SEO job after two years in order to pursue working on my own. Any tips or suggestions on getting my first client? Yeah, Never did much sales partner. If you're not a salesman, find somebody that can sell. <laughs> or find someone at the Rolodex and get a cut. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 pick a niche that you know something about. Like for me, I started out doing locksmith. I actually own a locksmith business. So I know how to talk to those people. Mm. Um, find something that you love to do. Maybe it's home remodeling, you know, something that you can go and talk to the business owner. You have that common relationship. Then it's a common ground that you can talk about and then start learning about their business and how you can improve their business. Um, well, if you're you're my something that doesn't cost you a lot, like digitally, I built that off of the page speed optimization service. So every client that I got from there, uh, in the beginning came out of that $95 trip or $97 tripwire sale. Um, start off that way. Well, another thing too is um, power base. I know people in our, our paid groups uh, hear me say a lot about it, but Cardone uh, talks about power base a lot. Um, reach out to people, you know, that 
like have contacts in the businesses. Like if I want to go after a bigger business, I'm going to reach out to as many people as I know in that company. And then it's like, like fucking Brad's everywhere. And then it's like just an <laughs> octopus and it comes in. It's like, yeah. And then I, I can start running ads just to, to them. You know? I see Brad everywhere too. I'm, I'm at Best Buy. I turn around. Brad is behind there. I'm, a, I'm at a restaurant with my wife. Brad I'm is there. holding up an iPad. Yeah. I'm like, like what's going on? Brad is following me. I have a question about this stuff. Um, uh, another big black hat who will will, will, rename, will remain unnamed, who normally does very well with all of their sales and whatnot, uh, reported that they just did a, a big uh, a big uh, uh, outreach of a similar kind of course of what you guys are doing, not on the same topic, something totally different, but the similar kind of uh, uh, system, and they didn't get very many sales at all. And uh, recently, Barry Schwartz on his blog said that 60% of people are getting away from SEO with 10% of people dropping it completely. Uh, are you guys having trouble getting clients or have you seen sales dwindling or or, or do you see things getting harder as time progresses? Or do you, do you think that SEO is dying like that or do you think there's more and more customers? I think Barry's numbers are coming from somewhere else. Maybe he, I'm gonna just go out on the, on the limb and say that he meant the people, i.e. guys like you and me are quitting SEO and going on to other fancy things like inbound marketing and social media management. Um, but companies as a whole, they're getting smarter and they're they're catching on. One, they're paying more now, which is clearly evidence when you see sites like Fiverr and stuff where the prices have gone up and they're actually you know still maintaining it and they're getting pretty high over at Fiverr and they're paying. So people are paying more for SEO services or any kind of digital services. Um, so I, I think that's going to continue to grow and we'll be able to continue to ask more as long as we can keep up with the AI and the rank brains and all that madness. And well, let me ask this. Let me ask this. What, let me ask the same question another way. Would you guys say right now is a good time to get into SEO as a job? Uh, it's harder than it used to be, but there's many ways to package SEO that are very attractive to Fortune 500 companies, to local businesses. You don't have to just go and say, hey, I'm going to rank you for four keywords. You can be creative in what you're selling, be creative on your line items, and you can make packages that are very attractive to the decision makers in those companies. So um, if you have the resources and you have, I mean, I personally think it's a hard thing for people to go out and do solo um, if they want to get into, you know, higher end type clientele. Um, usually it takes a team, in my opinion. Even affiliate marketing is easier with a team. So um, solo, definitely harder than it was when I got into it, but not the end of the world because like Brad said, and, and you know, other other methods. You you just need one person that trusts in you that has connections to make that connection. And if you can sell and you can explain the benefit to that person, then that's your first client. And now you are you have capital to work on your second client, you know. So I wouldn't say get away from it. I, I agree with Clint. It's probably more people jumping ship like when everyone jumped ship uh, in like 2008 or so to Amazon. You know, people got scared of the industry and they, they changed the way they market. And I would agree that that's probably where the numbers are coming from too, just like Clint said. And I would say that doing both is probably a little bit more difficult now. Um, so it just depends. Are you are you going in wanting to be an SEO salesman or an SEO technician? You know, are you wanting to do the work or do you want to go out and sell it? So starting out as a one man team and going out and doing it on your own, it, it I would say it's a little bit more difficult now. So. Um, it just depends on what your goal is. It is harder to fake the funk. Like when I started, you can bullshit your way through a sale and then go learn that later. Uh, 
today's customers they're actually coming informed so they're, they they kind of know some of the jargon when you're talking to them right yep a lot of the times a call will not just be a decision maker they'll also have their it lead or if they have a director of marketing those are the types of calls you're going to get with two or three people on them and that's why it's nice to have a team that you can pull from different skill sets and if a sales agent needs a, a seo tech or an it tech on a call then they can bring them on the call and match what's going on on the other side so that the conversation can continue and you can't, you're not going to get stepped on by the director of marketing or the IT director or whoever, you know, and, and that's, that's a big portion of it as well as you start to move up in different types of contracts. So, so but, uh, we keep having no. a lot of, sorry, hold on. We keep having a lot of questions about how to get um, uh, clients. Let's, let's turn it right back to, to local and uh, ask this question before we close the show, which will be very soon. What are the top local factors? How do questions, reviews, and descriptions rank in relation to other factors? So what are the top local factors? And how do questions, reviews, and descriptions uh, rank in relation to everything else? Uh, for reviews, I would say watch my webinar, because I talk about that and how to use reviews. Um, local factors, it's going back to what Brad and Mike teach, and that's the triple T. So it doesn't matter if it's national or local, using those elements is going to help you. Also, the things that you all listed, that's it's on-page optimization. Questions, reviews, and descriptions are all essentially on-page optimization. And then, of course, the next conversation was how are you going to optimize your map listing? Uh, so it's it's much the same. I, I can't wait for Ted to get bored with Cora and make one for maps. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of people waiting for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, Ted, now that you're porting it to Chrome, will you be able to do maps uh, more effectively? I, I always could. It was just a matter of finding the time and the market demand to do it. Okay. Well, you, hear, you heard it here, folks. If you want a local version of Cora, the, the only just tell me what to do, a set it, forget it software that's actually powerful and works. Put in the comments down here that you want a local version of version of Cora, and that will crowbar Ted into making it. Just just put his email down there, then he'll get you know. <laughs> I'll put his address down there. Send him mail. Have yeah. Show up at his house. Yeah. Knock on his door. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's see if the last little questions here. Um, uh, how do I find the webinar? Well, here's how you find the webinar, folks. So thanks very much, guys, for being on the show. Here's the URL for the webinar. I will put it here in the chat, and I will put it uh, in the description as well. If you can't find the link, just go to nfgseo.com, and then uh, you should be able to find it from the homepage. Local, webinar, uh, local SEO webinar is here. I'll save those changes. So that should be live on the description as well. I would like to thank everybody for being on the show. Uh, Brad, Clint, Gabriel, Jordan, Mike, and Ted. Uh, what are your final thoughts, guys? What are your final five-second thoughts? Mobile first is great. <laughs> Mobile first is good, definitely. Google Maps is better. <laughs> Keep building, uh, create your processes so you can move faster and make more money. Hey, go, go watch Jordan's webinar. You know, I do a lot of maps. We make a lot of money in maps, and I learned, I even I learned some stuff out of there. So, uh, basic intermediate guys go in there and, and get that course. 
Sounds good. Well, thanks very much, folks, for, for watching. Thanks, you guys, for joining. This has been the White Hat versus Black at SEO show. If you have any SEO questions at all or any questions about the show, you can email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. This is all the time we have for today. So join us next week for another show. And I'd like to say, as always, good luck in the SERPs. See you, folks. Peace. Where's the stop broadcast button? Damn it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> okay, see you now. <laughs>